Start streaming. Okay. Your event is starting. What is up, guys? It is Sunday, the 24th of December, 2017. This is the last episode of the year. Apart from next week, where we'll have a highlight show. Tomorrow is Christmas, and this is the Snappy Tech Podcast. We have with us today the amazing, the ever-consistent Paul Stubbington. Say hello, Paul. Is it not Paul Claus? I mean, I've got the hat for it. Oh, no. I, I don't it's... use reindeers, though. I use um, suicidal pandas. Um, that, that poor that panda. Is... Yeah. He's, uh... He's got his own Twitch account now, though. He um, does, yeah. Killer alcoholic panda. Don't, don't follow it. Just a heads up, I am very sniffly today. Uh, so if you're listening to this and you're like, what, 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 who's, who keeps breathing? That's me. Uh, you'll probably hear me sneezing away from the microphone where possible. Um, but yeah, I'm well... very burpy, actually. Cause the, <laughs> this the, is, this the, makes for a great listening experience. The, the remains of, I don't know, if it's stomach bark, food poisoning or whatever, um, ever, or like from before I was uh, feeling really, really bad, uh, till now, all I've been doing is burping and bringing up wind. It's really like awkward and weird and this what what a time to be alive now how christmasy how christmasy indeed so paul i feel like we can't do this week's podcast without jumping into the biggest story first right i feel like we'd we'd be doing a disservice to all of our listeners if we didn't start by talking about the apple controversy this week oh i thought the big story is that i'm wearing a christmas hat I mean, uh, uh, well, yeah, that's look, that's, look the big, that's the big podcast news, and oh my no, just I have I have a Christmas hat. It's, it's coincidental that it this I I this isn't even my one. It's just a one that we used to have, and coincidentally, it just ended up in my room. Then a, I suddenly realised it was there and decided to put it on. We have a Christmas hat in our house that lights up, and I'm like, that is a bit much. That is uh, we used is to have one that, that no one up. wants. We used to have one that lit up, like there used to be like a button round here and the the top lit up. And I think, I'm not sure if we even had one that used to play a tune. No, I don't know why we, just, we oh, had these, like none of us ever wore them for more than a gimmicky thing. Right, like right yeah, now. That's the thing with Christmas hats, no one wears them more than like twice a year. And then... Unless you're like a Santa that immortal or something. Yeah, but they don't even Which have the gimmicky do you ones. Because those gimmicky, people just yeah. have the normal ones. Yeah, the exactly normal ones. <sighs> We're not oh, normal. These are really, really annoying once it goes into your face, but it's really fun to... <laughs> I'm, I'm do, doing it through the camera to make it even more of a challenge. This is one of those things where, um, you know, I, I, I try to make the video version of a podcast slightly better, but not... So, so that you can't just listen along like i want you to be able to listen to the audio version if you want but the joy on paul's face as he's flicking the ball <laughs> into his face is just hilarious and you, you you have to watch it to understand what the hell is going on right now so if you're if you're on the audio version i highly suggest you hop over to the video version real quick look at paul's dopey face <laughs> and then <laughs> go go back I'm to the audio this version too much. <laughs> yeah so let's uh, let's talk Apple. Apple this week admitted to what we all kind of knew. Santa Claus not being real. Nope, nope, oh. that's not it. That's I mean that's true. Santa Claus right. isn't real. Oh. That's not it. <laughs> <sighs> Damn it, Paul. 
They admit it's that they're slowing down people's phones. Which is just something we've fought for years. Yeah, it's something we've fought for years. We had no proof of it. It seemed really coincidental that every time there was a keynote, like a month later, all the two-year-old phones started running really badly. Um, However, it is now confirmed. So Apple confirmed that it implemented power management features. I love how that's how they sort of try to... They try to spin it as a positive. These power management features are designed to prevent unexpected shutdowns as the battery in the device starts to degrade, and this admission has now led to a class action lawsuit um, with people suing Apple, which, you know, let's talk about what they did first. So what what they did is... As as the device got older, the battery degrades. And as the battery degrades, they bring down the maximum clock speed of the CPU, or of the SOC, I should say. Apple's argument for this was that um, the device, the, the battery as it got older, would be less able to provide the peak charge that the device would need, right? Because it, it, you know, it, it would need a burst of energy um, as you like go to do a benchmark or whatever or as you go to play a game and a worn battery wouldn't be able to provide that and would therefore mean that the device would shut down so apple's response instead of i don't know making better batteries would be to instead just throttle your device what's what's your opinion on this paul (laughs) i bet you loved that discovery (coughs) well the thing is like apple admitted to doing this however they have only admitted to doing it with i think the 6 6s and now the 7 once the uh, uh, ios 11 came out yep um coincidentally uh as you say uh phones for years um from apple have coincidentally uh, suddenly slowed down a month after the release of other phones so but yes, I'm I'm slightly loving it right now because it's made them come out and actually admit that they are slowing down phones. But their excuse, there is an element of validity to it. Um, I I would more expect it they're slowing down phones because as the battery degrades, um, the the battery life goes from terrible to you turn it on at 100% and it's down to 0% within five for rather than 10 minutes. What I will um, say, actually, to, to be fair to Apple, is their standby battery time is the best in the business. It's it's their... It's but their users use their phones way too much, so... Yeah, it's, it's, it's the usable time, which is what I'll call it, I guess, that's so low, because the batteries are so small in capacity mm. relative to the competition. Yeah, comes in very useful for me their standby time though because I leave my iPad on twenty four seven, but I only use it like a few times a week. But it always has battery basically. Um, but yeah, it's um, their approach to it to admit they're doing something is good. However, it I'm. I'm sure there is something more to it. There, there must be. Um, yeah, I think this is just the one thing they could get caught on, and it, it was the latest step, I think. And it's um, it's interesting because they only came out and admitted it after they were caught, right? 
it mm. was I forget it was one of the benchmarking I think it might have been Geekbench who did the original investigation um, I think so yes I think it was like someone involved with them anyway and what was crazy was that you know the moment you switch the battery it goes back up to having full clock speed right that was that was literally the extent of the issue it was like the moment you switch the battery to a new one it works completely unis- without issue yeah which does um, support their um, their claims that that is what they're doing, that the, they are just um, slowing it down because of the battery. Um, however, could this just be a bit of smartness uh, and covering up their tracks on Apple? Yeah, and I think it's, um, if nothing else, it's a good indicator of why we should have had maybe not abandon removable batteries so quickly. Mm. Maybe, maybe we should keep those around just a bit longer. I'm actually slightly surprised that rather than uh, allow the phone to go back to full speed once they realise the battery is absolutely fine and brand new, I'm surprised they actually don't just cut out the phone and say you shouldn't have changed the battery. That's well, they did that with uh, they, did, they did that with Touch ID, right? Uh, where if you didn't and I think the battery is different because it's hard to tell whether or not the battery is genuine or not. Because you might need a genuine battery replacement, right? But, you could... to... but then the people, if, if it's a genuine battery, it would have been changed by Apple. So at which point uh, they probably put in something to say, uh, like when it logs in and shows you, you, your phone can't be used now because you've just fucked it. Um, then like an Apple user has to put it, or an Apple employee has to put in some kind of authorization code or something yeah i could that could be something they potentially do but um i don't know maybe it's more trouble than it's worth yeah Yeah, again apple have never shied away from figuring out a way to force people to use their uh products and services more i'll give you that 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 is a fair point give me a second about steve I think we could, uh, yep, <laughs> there we are, it only took like 30 seconds, oh man, this is a, uh-huh. this is not the best audio experience, just in case you're wondering, if you, if you want a Snappy Tech podcast that sounds as good as it looks, go back a couple of episodes, uh, <laughs> Every time I go to say something, I go to sneeze at the same time. I'm like, God damn it, body, just rein it in a bit. But um, I forgot, I forgot what my point was about to be. But no, it's um, they did it with Touch ID, and that was more of a security issue more than a usability mm. issue, right? Because you don't want fake Touch ID sensors because they become a real actual issue as opposed to just being like, yeah. but we're Apple and we like do what hackable. we want. Yeah, in exactly. That case, yeah. It's hackable, and then you get or information or more importantly the payments um yes. uh that can then actually be accessed uh, whereas a battery yeah, they're, they're, it's not unheard of to have a uh, a security issue through a battery but um yeah it's not exactly a uh a, a usual attack um vector scenario yeah, that's the one. 
Just a quick heads up, if you're listening to this podcast and you want to watch me and Paul, oh, mostly me, struggle with trying to not sneeze, I highly suggest you watch this episode, because I've spent, like, just as Paul has been talking, and he's now playing with his ball. <laughs> if you want to watch me try to not sneeze, and Paul enjoying his ball way too much, uh, I, I highly suggest, suggest you watch this one at smpy.tech slash podcast 25. Um, because I think it would be something you end up enjoying. Paul, I don't know what the hell you're doing. Um, but my, my question is, I guess, should this have been something that Apple did? Like, should should Apple have been more vocal about this when they first did it? I feel Apple like... should have done this. No, come on, rein it in a bit, mate. Come on. I, come on. I, I, think, it's, <laughs> I think it's one of those situations where... Uh, people should figure it figure out that someone's going to find it out it, it whether that's within months or like days months years um right and it's a kind of a situation where apple should have owned this as a genuine um thing uh, and uh, said to people like okay if you really don't want us to do this then fine, you have this switch or you can enable developer options, have this switch. It's at your own risk. If it's unstable, then that is your, that's your business. Right. Uh, th- th- this is a, um, a genuine thing that could happen with any phones, but it's, it's your business if you want to do that. Um, and then do an Apple and brand something as absolutely amazing and say, look, your phone can now last uh, a last stably for longer because we've added this new feature that slows down the processor t- uh, to save the battery and so that it stops crashing yeah um it, it should have been one of those situations where they um just use some apple marketing about making anything sound amazing uh, no matter how um crap it could come across to those people that know better um yeah and and that would have that would have saved them in the long run because now people are looking at them, kind of like, or like we are now. That are they really telling us the truth now, or is this just a face saving um, method? I wa- I wonder what the Apple subreddit thinks of this because Apple are. I think Annoying. it's I think it's safe to say that Apple users um, on Reddit at least are probably very passionate. For lack of a better phrase, um, so I just want to see what they what they have to say about this. Um, oh God, no! <laughs> so interestingly, um, they have a battery. They have like battery scientists and. Uh, right. Okay. Hang on. I want to find the where when it was originally when it was initially discovered. Uh, give me two seconds. Top from the past week. Uh, Geekbench data. Here it is. It was Geekbench, by the way. Geekbench data to confirm suspicions posted here. Apple throttles CPU speed as battery degrades. But was in co- one of the higher ups in Geekbench that found it i don't i don't i'm not sure i think they just 
had because they get all the information through benchmarks, right? So they probably looked at it and went, "Hey, this is weird. The less healthy a battery, the worse it performs." And then they just like switched out a couple of batteries on their own models to see what happened. <laughs> uh, that's what I expect happened, at least. Um, and I think this this goes a long way towards the right to per, to repair situation. Where, um, you know, in the US, um, Apple don't have to make the ability to, you know, I don't, I'm not saying that you, Apple should make taking apart an iPhone easy, they should just make it allowed. I think that's the distinction that should be made. Um, something someone mentions is that, um, in here is they had an iPhone 6 with a degraded battery, roughly 70% capacity. And they bought a smart battery case, right? For like, the, like the ones Apple sells. That mm. um, the the battery degraded more, but because they had the case, it made more sense, right? However, because of this, it meant that their phone would use, you know, would use like half clock speed, even though it was in this case, and that it would be effectively useless. And I think that's a fair point. Like, if you have a battery case, that is, that mm. is a... So at that point, the battery case itself, that will still degrade, but that is easily replaceable for one, cheaply replaceable, yeah. and it won't degrade as fast, because it's not right next to a, a, a hot heat sink or anything like that. Uh, it's not like packed within a very hot device. It's... Um, it will last a bunch longer. And yeah, it's still annoying uh, to have that um, more degradation from the phone's battery. Um, but it's, 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 I think it's one of those situations to say if there was a developer option or something that um, you could uh, toggle on or off would be quite useful. Yeah, not even Apple, get in touch. Didn't even have to be a developer option. Just had to be like, a, by the way, we do this. Um, mm. someone said, and this is before it was made, before Apple admitted it. Um, I'm just reading comments off the subreddit right now, uh, the Apple subreddit. It's time for Apple to officially address this issue. This could become a major black eye due to their previous statements regarding planned obsolescence and putting the customer first. Either give users an option to prioritize performance over battery longevity or make battery replacements cheaper, but staying silent certainly won't help anyone. What I will point out is that Less so with the iPhone 7, 8, and 10, because they're now sealed, because they're waterproof. But with mm. with the older ones, the battery replacement out of warranty cost like 80 US dollars. And was literally like a five-minute process of like undoing a couple of screws, oh, yeah. popping open the screen, and switching out batteries. Like, $80 was just a ridiculous amount to charge for like... The battery itself cost like six. Yeah. No, the, I mean... The screen replacement was fiddly, but the screen replacement could be done. But the uh, mm. yeah, the battery replacement is very easy because they, they used to even have the tiny little screws on the bottom. So you just undid them, uh, pulled the screen out, uh, unplug one thing, switch the battery. It I, th I think it's basically as simple as that. I think you had to undo a bracket as well. Um, but it is it was so simple you. Most people could do it themselves within about two minutes, uh, and yet they charged so much. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, and, of course, I'm sure whenever Apple 
uh, do a repair, they probably try and be like, are you sure you don't want to just buy a new device? <laughs> it, is, uh, it is definitely bizarre. And I think most people will see this as a a a move to try and get people over to newer iPhones uh which part of part of the reason people love iPhones is that you know you can have a 3 year old device and it will still be upgraded to the latest greatest version of iOS unless it's iOS 11 and it isn't that great especially if you're on an iPhone 10 it's real mixed bag of software uh just horribleness but you know, if that if their argument was always, but you get to be on the latest iOS, and it seems like the latest iOS also includes now your device being throttled. Yeah, and I, I don't. Know, well, the thing is, if it gets old enough, of course, it's still not latest version of iOS. Um, however, like they've. It's only they're only doing this supposedly for the six and later. So what happened before that? Because they, they, this is um, an issue that must have been worse um, years before now. Because batteries get better and better. I mean, they're not going leaps and bounds ahead, but they are getting better, and the technology controlling them is getting better. I so why if, did I, they know? I, I wonder how the life cycle of these batteries work. Like, are they still, you know, so it's currently considered that like 500 cycles uh, gets you to about 80% battery health. And that is considered end of life, right? Because 500 cycles is give or take two years, right? You'll, you'll charge it roughly 500 times over the course of two years, as far as Apple is concerned. Um, and so with it, their batteries, you charge it a lot more. Yeah, partially that, because, uh, you know, the usable time and the batteries are so small. But, I don't know, it just seems, it seems weird to me that the, the batteries, like, only last for two years. Like, they aren't, it, it, it gives, it, it reeks of planned obsolescence to me, and that just doesn't sit well. Yeah, uh... The thing is, planned obsolescence has been um, a thing for years, or a rumoured thing. Of course, no company will ever admit to it. Um, but Ooh, it's no, been... not even remotely. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's been a thing for years, and uh, it's something... Uh, who still has very much come into the light more, I think, in the past couple of years, though. Uh, and yes, uh, technology does have a lifespan. Um, however, um, there is more and more people claiming that after a year, it is basically it is planned that the device will either be um, obsolete because of technological advances obsolete from performance so as soon as it's out of warranty yeah you're um you're getting a new phone uh what it's else? just bringing to light that this is possibly a bit more than a bunch of um people uh trying to stir the pot it it could be 
a bit more realistic than uh, some people would like us to think. What I will say is that um, Samsung were really proud of the S8 because. Hi, guys. Thank you. My S7 Edge will be two years old in March. Uh, the battery uh, health of it will be roughly 80%. Um, probably. I don't know. I haven't checked my battery health. So I can I, check battery health, actually. Uh, you, you can. I'm not sure how. Um, is the best way. Currently, there's a... There's an app called GSAM, uh, which is the best... A battery app that I can think of. Wow, really talking in between sneezes here. Oh yeah, Google <laughs> thinks that's the best as well. So, um, you know, and the big... Uh, I'm, I'm really doing... I'm really holding this together well, aren't <laughs> Two I? Two seconds. While you sneeze. The big thing with the S9 was that... They uh, they said that it would now after two years last. Ah. So the big thing with the S eight. Uh, that's yeah, the new one, the S eight. Yeah. The big thing with that is they said they worked really hard on the battery technology, and after two years, instead of being at eighty percent health, which mine now is, it'd be closer to ninety five percent health. Which makes me wonder why I, Apple couldn't do something similar. Um, because 95% health after two years <sighs> would be greatly appreciated if you're an Apple user, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I think uh, Samsung's just seem to be one of those phones where people pass them down so much anyway. So yeah. if people are going to do that regardless, you might as well make their experience a bit better. And especially on these new phones where Bixby is involved and you've got things like that that they want to get more people into. Right. Um, I mean, when uh, I just left for a second there, I thought of an interesting phone to check my battery health on. Right. Because, uh, of course... Oh, your Huawei. One of the Obviously. Yeah. Oh, my, my Nexus, yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, one of my biggest problems for the last six plus months of the phone was the battery life um, yeah. because of that major issue it is. So it'd be interesting to actually check the uh, the battery health right now. Um, I, would be I wouldn't be surprised if that was around 60%, um, purely because of how, oh, how big less, issues I'd you say. Okay, let, let, let's let's put some bets in. You think sixty percent? Yeah, I reckon around I, sixty. Do I think? I actually think it's probably about fifty, fifty-five. What it will say is it won't show you straight away. You have to plug it into charge. You have to. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm trying to do it right now. Cool. <laughs> and then we can come back to it at the end of the show. Yeah. Um. So th this, if. If it actually works out like that, would be crazy to me. Because the fact that Samsung decided to go from, um, you know, 80% to 95%, which is a massive jump. So 95% after two years... Uh, you know, to me, reads as 90% after three years 
and 80% after four years, right? So, you, you know, because over time it degrades faster and faster. So I wouldn't be Powering spoiled. off. Hey, that sounds like fun. So I that, that's, be... that sounds like a good judgment of the battery. Actually, what I will say is my OnePlus One, which I now have again. Uh, hey, look, it's pulling a reflection. I have my OnePlus One back uh, purely because I decided that I, I wanted the fully functioning screen and Android Oreo. So I have uh, my OnePlus One, which I will now use as my main device, which is why this phone is unplugged, uh, because I'm using USB tethering. Um, but my SIM card's now in this phone, which really needs cleaning. It's covered in fingerprints. Um, but the the battery in the OnePlus One seems better than the battery in my S7 Edge. And this phone is like three years old, three and a half years old, because I got it when it was more or less first released. Um, yeah, but your S7 Edge isn't in the best of conditions, is it? No, it's it's uh it's been through the wars, if nothing else. And actually, now that I think about it, I replaced the battery in this like six months ago. So, <laughs> yeah, it's they've both been uh, been through the wars actually, because they've both been dropped and smashed. Oh yeah, the video of this being shattered is on uh, the Snapchat YouTube channel. If you look up our interview with Prisoner uh, Prison Architect, you can see um you can see the bit where I ruined that phone. Uh, that was I found that so hilarious. Um, it was it was really funny, uh, but yeah, no, I I love I love the OnePlus One. Um, I love what it represents because OnePlus don't quite represent the same values anymore. Um, so you know, yeah, I I just really enjoy that phone, and the fact that replacing the battery is as good enough as to re regain full CPU speed. Is a bit, bit iffy. It just sounds a bit iffy. It, it should at least be announced or an option, because this thing is three years old. I'm not sure what battery health is, but it's it's quite good uh, for a three-year-old device. So if you know, if I turned around tomorrow and this was being slowed down, I know I'd be pissed. Um, but yeah, this thing running Android Oreo is an absolute dream. It's actually smoother than my S7 uh, Edge. I feel like because it's running stock Android. Everything mm. just feels so much slicker on here. Yeah. I, I can't say the same about my uh, <laughs> my Nexus. I, I I wish I had a good use for it, but I don't, <laughs> frankly. But no, I, I'm glad, though, the 95%, because it, it, it's a drop that... Like, other, you wouldn't usually notice it a bit... Because uh, it's slow, so slow and gradual, um, you probably wouldn't notice it too much. Uh, but you definitely would once you got a new phone. Uh, I think suddenly you'd have loads more battery life. But I think a five percent drop over two years—that is one um, fully respectable that they've done that, uh, mm -hmm. rather than the planned obsolescence route. Um, but that—that that is something that I think to get any more, you're probably actually. Uh, going to be looking ahead in technology a bit yeah you'd be but hard pressed uh, to find much better yeah that. it's a very good um little jump so at this point this this was on 40 percent when i turned it on i'm pretty sure like 30 40 percent uh, it turned off uh, and now because i've not got it into a free uh, free amp charger it's taking a while before it's got enough battery to turn back on 
So I just want to see how much the cost of a battery replacement from Samsung is. Uh, Samsung battery replacement. Let's see here. Oh, come on, service center, blah, blah, blah. Can you give me like a... So according to Samsung customer service, it's $73. Um, what I will, uh, that's for the S7 Edge, I assume it costs the same for the S8 now, because that was about, you know, that was before the S8 came out. Uh, what I will say is the replacement process on the S8 or S7 is actually a lot more complicated. Um, because these are full on just glued down. And because the front and back are made of glass, they're really hard to, you know, take apart. Whereas if you try to get a replacement from Apple for the new iPhone 10, <coughs> I'm pretty sure it is, um, let me take a look here. Um, so I, it seems to be covered under here it is battery service $80 for all iPhones so you know what actually if for the iPhone 10 that's a way more understandable price but still for like the, the older iPhones and definitely the um, like the SE for example $80 is a large amount of money uh, luckily, if your phone is in warranty, it's free, but, you know, still, still not cheap. So, did it install? Sorry, I'm speaking to myself at this point. <laughs> so I, I think we should use this as an opportunity to transition into our next topic. And I've got, I've got, um, I've got a topic that we probably won't talk about for long, but that I think will be quite funny. Uh, I want to hear what your opinion on this is. There's been a new update to the Twitter abuse policy. Um, Twitter started enforcing new abuse policies on Monday, um, suspending accounts that violated the terms. Most importantly, however, as part of the new terms, it said that the policies do not apply to government accounts which means that even though Donald Trump technically violated Twitter's abuse policies in the past, he is exempt from the new rules, and therefore Donald Trump can do whatever the hell he wants. <laughs> it uh, One, that sounds hilarious because he can carry on with the normal shit that he does. The, right? It does slightly that scare great? me, but at the same point... <laughs> It is so stupid, it makes me laugh, and it's just making me hope that eventually they will uh, impeach him. Uh, impeach the right word? Yeah. Yeah, um, impeach. So, uh, I'll sort that out in a second. Yeah. Um, however, at the same point, it does kind of seem like a bit of a cop-out from Twitter, because it could just be them, I don't know, being scared of their... I don't know. It, it's good for making sure there isn't any um, censorship of the the truth or whatever. But at the same point, it could lead to um, 
alternative opinions or um, alternative facts. Yes, that's <laughs> the one. Uh, I just want to say the exact line is this policy does not apply to military or government entities and we will consider exceptions for groups that are currently engaging in or have engaged in peaceful resolution. Which just sounds... Now, here's the deal. I understand why Donald Trump should be able to tweet whatever he wants because, you know, he's he's the President of the United States and to that, to the, that means you, ca- you can't... You shouldn't be censoring that, right? Because yeah. he is effectively the leader of a free world. However, when you're tweeting things that are categorically false um, and that are like hilariously misleading, and it's... very. Um provocative uh, and scaremongering yes yes definitely he's uh he, he's not a good guy to put it nicely yeah it's um uh why did why did they have to vote him in i don't Just... know oh actually i i want to take a moment to say a um a big shout out to um, wait, who would, who would, ah, oh, I, I was just thinking about it. I was like, oh, I need to mention this person real quick. I've forgotten who the person I needed to mention was. Um, wait, wait, who was it? A big shout out to, nope, it'll come back to me in a minute, but I've just forgotten. I needed to thank someone for something and I, it, I've just completely blanked on it. Um, Oh, uh, you know what? Whilst I'm trying to figure, remember who it was, I also want to say a quick thank you to Pocket Casts because uh, I've been using their podcast app a lot. And the web version, it turns out, has a beta. Uh, so there's a beta version of a web app. If you go to playbeta.pocketcasts.com, I think. Or is it? Is it? Yeah, playbeta.pocketcasts.com. You get the beta version of their app. It's really good. It's like the normal one. But it's updated, so it's got like a dark theme. It keeps everything in sync. Has machine learning to tell you what it thinks you should listen to next, which is a little bit terrifying. But it's uh, it's good. It's good. I highly suggest you go give that a look. I forgot completely forgotten who I wanted to give a shout out to for being a really great person this week. I, Me. I, I mean, you too, I guess. But it was like something I completely blanked on it because I was just thinking, oh, I should mention them, and then I forgot. Damn, I, I think I, I, I must have seen them, like in my Twitter feed or something, and I was like, oh, I need to mention them. I can't remember though. Nope, nothing at all. Okay, that's fine. That's all fine. <coughs> Oh, you know what I don't think we mentioned? Uh, no, we wouldn't have because it happened five days ago. Um, so I've, I've talked about my love of road on this podcast quite a lot and in our uh, YouTube videos. So earlier this week, I tweeted road saying, I don't know 
whether I should love or dread the fact that even in unrelated personal conversations, I talk about how much I just want at road mics to love me back. Believe it or not, at road mics replied with, we love you, heart emoji. And I was like, oh my God, this is so great. I'm loved by road mics. And I just remembered the thing I wanted to mention. Wow. But, um, but yeah, so road mics love me. It's great because I love road mics. We're all one big happy family. <laughs> I think I wanted to mention, which is, uh, which I guess is a bit of exclusive Snappy Tech news, is that I've spoken with the people who make Glance Clock, um, which is like a smart clock that I kickstarted, like I funded on Kickstarter like a year and a half ago. Um, I spoke to them last week or this week, um, and I said, "Hey guys, listen." I'd really love to get my hands on one of these clocks as soon as possible. They're being sent out to other people. I'd love to do a review on them. What Can, can we make something happen here? And they said, we'd love to send it to you. Uh, we, we actually read through because they got everyone to do a survey of like what phone they use, where they want it shipped to and stuff like that. And they were like, we loved your survey response. The only issue we saw is that because you use an Android device... Not all of the features are available on the Android app just yet. We're still that's still in development, and I was like, "Oh, don't worry about it. I'll find a iOS device to do the full review with. Uh, if you just send out the clock, I'll make it happen." Also, P.S. Can you send it to Georgia, not to England? And they were real champs about it. They said yes. Um, they sent it two days ago. They actually sent it uh, before it was with uh, the rest of like the, the, they had plans to send a whole batch of them at the same time because they they distribute them in batches um and they said since you know since you're going to be doing a review on it uh we will send it to you asap and uh if you, you can't read it but if you could it would say that um it's currently in singapore and it's on its way here um and i'm really excited for that it's expected to get here on the 28th here in Bordjomi. i am so hyped for this clock it is like it's not even a big deal. It's just a clock that shows you like your appointments and stuff. Because I've been waiting for it for a year and a half, and the retail price is like two hundred and fifty dollars of this damn thing. I am so hyped, and I'm going to do a review on it uh, when it finally arrives, and it will be great. <laughs> Tell me, Paul, have you ever spent two hundred and fifty pounds on a clock? How much did you spend? Spent 180 pound on a smart watch. I was going to say, how much did you but... spend on your watch? 180 pounds. Yeah, and it went down on like Lightning Deal a week later or something like. Oh like, yeah. <laughs> it went it went down by 30 pound. I actually missed the Lightning Deal anyway. By the time I'd seen it, uh, it went down. Uh, or like it had already all been sold out. But yeah. at the same point, I was very pissed. Um, but no, no, I'm never going to spend $250 or £250 or whatever it is on a watch. Sorry, on a clock. I will spend that on a watch, but what that I, what is I, different. What I will that say, is a piece of jewellery. What I will say that is, is meant that to be expensive. I, I, uh, I got it at half price because I was kickstarting yeah. it. So I actually only paid 119 Uh So in my defence... You are still an absolute 24-karat gold epic moron. <laughs> <laughs> In my defense, I spent more on 3D printers, but I still haven't gotten yet. But yeah, no, I'm... that that doesn't help your case at all. I mean, 
a three D printer you expect to spend more on because that's kind of the thing that they are expensive. Clocks, no, this is, this is a free... you can get a clock for a tenner. No, no, no. This, this is a three D printer that like you put your phone in, so it's not even like the three D printer is like doing anything. It's using your phone as the bed. Yeah, but it's still a three D printer. It's quite a um, a technologically advanced or smart piece of kit. You this have spent one hundred twenty pounds on. It's basically a, a clock. clock with an. It's a clock with like an OLED display. Like it's not just because a, it doesn't that just show is the time. so new and it's so advanced to put an OLED display on behind, behind a ten pound piece of kit. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's like a, it's also a pretty decent looking clock. You know, what? I'm going to pull this up for the stream. Screw it. I'm Let's, just saying, we, we, you're still <laughs> a moron. I. You know, I'm gonna and prove you wrong. The stream will agree with me. If you go to glanceclock.com, you'll see it. No, I'm showing the stream right now. It's got a very Apple vibe to it. I will say that. Like, it looks like something Apple exactly. would make. Exactly. Um, I mean, they they charge. They they would never charge a half price for it. But th it sounds like something Apple would do. Charge two hundred and fifty dollars or more for a clock. You have a clock on your phone. I do, but you you have a smartwatch. You can you can but, buy a smartwatch but, but for cheaper than two hundred and fifty dollars, <laughs> and that will do that and a lot more. And it will always be on your wrist. You don't have to go into a specific room to see the information. <laughs> but Paul, I just want this company to love me. <laughs> no, you you want this company to, or this company love you for the money that you've spent on them. I, I would far prefer you to spend that kind of money on Honor or Huawei. People that make good value <laughs> products that are good. I don't know. Well, we'll have to see how the review goes. I feel like I, I feel very similar to the way I felt about when I first got my Amazon Echo. In the sense that... Um, or my Chromebook. Actually, I think Chromebook is a better example of this. Where I bought the Chromebook and I expected it to be okay, but not great. And I feel like this will be another one of those situations where I'm getting it, expecting it to, you know, to work. And it integrates with quite a few things. So, like, Uber, um, when you, it'll, like, make a little look when you get an Uber. When you get a uh, phone call, it'll tell you, like, who's calling. It syncs If up you're in the right room to see it. Well, if it's, like, you know, if I have it, like, in my office, I'll see it all the time, right? I, I know exactly where Except I'm putting it. you have a slanted roof when you're at home. Uh, yes, but I mean like so. here. Like I know where I'm putting it right here. And the plan for for home in England is to put it in the kitchen. Um, okay. And also there, you're you're gonna so you're gonna let an entire office be able to see who is calling you. I mean, it would be in English. Realize they no would really, they'd you. have they'd have no idea who it is, right? Because it'd be in English anyway. Oh, uh, true. Except for um, that American person. Yeah, except for the American who's who's sitting and facing me, so she'd have to like physically look behind her to see the clock. Um, so you know, whatever, and then, and, got, and no and then it works as a clock, which is always useful. Um, but it, but yeah, you know, you could it, do that for ten pound. Probably like ten p in for me. It, it links in with like Amazon Alexa or Google Home, um, Facebook Messenger. So, uh, you get like Facebook messages come up on your clock. You know what? It's just a fun piece of tech. Damn it, Paul! Like, don't ruin this for me. It's just a fun. Not piece for two hundred and fifty dollars. No, that's not what I, I mean, paid I, for it, though. I mean, it's, I paid yeah, one hundred twenty. Well, no, if you let me continue, I was about to say your decision is not as bad as anyone that will buy it once it's at full price. But the same point, what, what I will you could say, even get a cheap 
a smartwatch for about twenty pound that will do most of this stuff. Not what as well, okay, but what I, what I will say is that it is available uh, to pre-order through their website, and if you pre-order it, it's one hundred and seventy. So just just putting it okay. out there. Viewers of Snappy Tech Podcast, go do um, it. Of course, go right we, now. We, we're we're not always very informative um, or smart. Um, however, this is one time we are going to inform you with some genuine um, buyer's advice. Just don't be a buyer in this case. Do it. Go be Just a don't. buyer. It has like if you oh, want man. to piss someone off, it has a speaker off, in it and everything. Like it can like proper but... like come on. Come on. For that kind of money, you can buy a normal clock and a Bose speaker, which is ten times better. And an Alexa. <laughs> I don't know. I think it'll be... I think it'll be... If nothing else, it's a fun, like... It'll be a fun toy, which, you know what? A is... fun thing to drop test. <laughs> no, no. Like, it, it looks elegant and sleek, and it has, like, this fabric. I don't know. It just, it just looks... I can't argue that I'm sure you will get use out of it. Uh, right? But I just exactly. do like the the price though. That is just like you you're going to get it. You are going to get use out of it and I'm I'm sure you will find a bunch of geeky ways to mm -hmm. to use it. However, it still costs you 120 pounds or 100 whatever pound. Uh, either way, and it will still cost other people two hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, actually, I've, I've looked on the website, and the, 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 the final price is actually two hundred. So I, I think the one hundred and twenty might have been like a hundred for the thing, and then twenty for the shipping or something. That might have been it. Um, but yeah, just saying. I am. You know what? Like two weeks from now, when we have a Snap Tech podcast, I'm gonna have like a bunch of use cases for this clock. I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that I find a bunch of ways I use it just to annoy you, just saying, because it looks like it looks genuinely cool, and it comes in some really great colors. And if you pre-order it right now, you won't even get it for a year because there's such like a backlog of everyone who funded it on Kickstarter. Just saying. You know what they call those people? Kickstarter users. Rich morons. <laughs> Not necessarily. Oh yes, yes they do. A anyone with a bit of sense does. It's a bit rude. But I don't. I don't know. It's. I. I, 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 I saw it in like the. the you know. It, it. It's not the kind of thing that I would. I see myself. Um using seriously for a lot of time in the same way i don't use my echo seriously outside of like all my google home for like outside of getting the my like daily news from it but like you know i sometimes i do something wacky with it and i find that really entertaining or i have a setup where if i tell it something it replies in a certain way and i like that and I like the idea of being able to like you know turn to my uh google home or my um google assistant on my phone and be like Hey, show me this, and it'll like come up on my clock. And I don't know. I think it'll be it'd be a nice use case. We'll have to see. It'll be interesting. Uh, stay tuned for a review coming in probably about a month because I'm not getting it until the end of next week, and then I need to use it properly and write a review. Um, I have a lot of videos that need making that haven't been made yet. 
Oh, and on that subject, there's a video that I filmed in front of a green screen this week. Um, you probably saw me messing the pictures of me messing around with a green screen. I filmed a video with the intention being that it looks like I'm still in the UK. So I hadn't cut my hair or shaved in a long while. I look way cleaner than I usually do, or I have for the last few weeks. Um, because I wanted to look a bit frazzled for a video I've been filming. Um, so I look frazzled in front of a green screen. I did the whole deal where I went into um, Adobe Premiere Pro and did the whole green screen magic. And it looks like I'm genuinely at home. Um, so that's great. And I think that'll be a fun video that like starts off with me at home and then me in Georgia and then me at home again. But like the green screen starts glitching and then drops out. And I'm like, oh, I should tell you something kind of deal. Oh, spoiler alert. Well, you know, unless you're not listening an hour into the podcast, I feel like that's something you deserve to know if you're listening this far in. Um, still, though, I have, um, my my most hated or most expensive company has changed. Really? Or most overpriced company has changed. I don't know. I feel after like... Our, after our previous conversation, it has. Sure. Are you sure? Like, I, I wonder how much the, the raw parts of this device cost. Because I would be surprised if, like, because they've got, like, a, a breakdown on their Twitter, I think it is. They're, like, they've got, like, a, you know, the explosion charts things. I can't remember what they're called. Where they, like, show off each individual part in there. This thing has, like... Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let me, let me find it. Yeah, it's their pinned tweet. So it has a, a proper clock, obviously, uh, with a fabric face, an RGB matrix, a text matrix... A bunch of custom PCBs, um, a clock drive, some batteries, um, the back cover, and then the sound chamber with the speaker and the microphone and all that jazz. I I wonder what making one of these costs. And it's also I worth don't... mentioning they're, they're a new company, right? They didn't have any funding before this device, so this is you know funding the R and D for this as well. It's not like it was Apple where they just kind of threw money at it. If it didn't make money, then whatever. This this had to make up the money they spent developing it, right? Okay. I don't know. We'll see. They're, they're working on a glance clock too. We'll see what that looks like as well. I don't know. I, I, I quite like it. I spoke to the CEO, Anton, and he's really nice. Um... I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll see. I'm excited. Maybe $120 is a bit too much, and maybe $200 is a lot too much. But you know what? It looks cool. It's a bit of fun for me, as far as I'm concerned. And we'll see. Like, $200 for a clock isn't even that much. Like, you find people spending like ridiculous amounts on wall clocks, which, I again, is like one of those because it's a home furniture piece, you know. I, I, I've just typed wall clock into eBay and it's thrown up, like the first one it threw up, it's $500. Um, so, just saying. <sighs> this one doesn't even do anything useful apart from spin around with pictures of Mickey Mouse on it. Like, just know, those, those people are even more ridiculous. But... Just, just gonna, like, look at this. Like, it, don't get me, like, what? It's five hundred and six. It's five hundred and ten dollars for this damn thing. Like, why would you? 
why? And then, like, let's see here. What else we have? But, yeah, it's, like, $100 for generic, like, musical wall clocks. And those, you know, spin around a bit. That's about it. Um, so, for for a clock that does something that isn't just to tell time, it is actually, you know, $100 is considered average. You know, it's 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 $75 for, like, a really cheap cuckoo clock. Um, but it's literally just, like, a cheap clock. Uh, with like a tiny thing on the top, so I don't know. I feel like the price isn't that outrageous. Like it's, it costs more than like a a really nice wall clock. I'll I'll give you that much. And yes, you can buy one for like ten pounds, but it won't really. You know, it it does it doesn't really fulfill the same purpose. Like this isn't what that's designed for. This isn't for it. If you're buying this, you're not in the decision of oh, do I get the ten pound one or do I get this? Right, you're you're looking for something that does a bit more than just tell the time. I feel at least, and it's also got a bunch of like custom PCB smarts in there as well. Uh, <coughs> so I was just uh, playing around with that uh, GSAM app. Right. I think you need to uh, either have root or thingy to check the. Um, so for the battery health, health, if I recall correctly, you have to basically drain it and then charge it all the way up. Okay. Yeah, it's basically um, drained. But... So if you like, plug it in and leave it to charge. If I recall correctly, yeah. it that checks be... each charge on unless I put it into actually even then. If I quickly download it onto my Samsung. When I look at it, I'll know. Give me two seconds. GSAM battery monitor. <sighs> and this is going to be a really quiet and boring bit in the podcast. It is, yeah. I, I'm sorry. Give me two seconds. La la la. <laughs> This is why you should uh, have recorded it and then allowed the <coughs> like, just to edit it out after. You could have. Just I could have. Snap. Or if you're listening to this for Pocket Cast, it has a skip silence mode, so you can skip through the silence in a bit. Because we're bit. talking now, there is no silence. Exactly, because you know we're great. It might not be G Sam. I may have been wrong. Um... I did do another like app or two, but um, I think I, there was another. Uh, someone claimed GSAM do it, but, but oh, there's, sorry, there's a the, more stats thing. But the battery, I was, the the app I was thinking of was Accu Battery, ACCU. Oh yeah, battery. I did get that as well. Um, that's one that has the health by fully charging up. My bad. Okay, actually, let me just quickly plug this in on a good uh, charger. Here you go for it. So this is this is Accu Battery. I'm just scrolling through it real quick. <coughs> I feel myself dying. There's a tab called health. And that... There's a tab called health and that basically covers it all. <coughs> Including estimated capacity um, and estimated battery health. But yeah, um, I think... I think we'll talk about one more topic and then the show once Paul's back. Thank <laughs> you.
<sighs> so, Paul, I reckon we talk about one more topic and call it a show before I die sneezing. <sighs> so, I do have a topic. You do? Well. Yes. Well, then, go for it. Okay, so um, it, it's a short topic. Um, <laughs> how long have we actually been going for? Because I don't know. Almost exactly an hour. Okay, so it's a quite short topic, but I thought it was a little interesting one uh, to, to finish on. Um, the headline, uh, it's a story on The Verge. Um, a s- smart use for Snap's open AR platform is to preview real-sized menu items. Right. Mm-hmm. So yep, basically, um, so uh, th- this week uh, they launched um, something called Lens Studio. They did because I think I mentioned it. Uh, they they actually released it last week, and I mentioned it in passing oh. with Benjamin Abawaji. Because uh, oh, I, okay, I used yeah. it to get the Snapchat logo. The, oh, on past in the past week or whatever. Yeah. Because um, I used it to get oh, yeah, the uh, Snappy Tech logo in Snapchat, and that was fun. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember now. Um, Mm-hmm. So, for people that don't realise, now you can get your own lenses into their augmented reality um, thing. Uh, and part of the thing that you can do with that, or I think you need to do with that, you get a little snap code yep. uh, that you need to scan, and then you get that put into mm-hmm. your library, for, I think it's for like a year or something. And you, um, can, you can decide, like... Um... So in the case, like when you're doing distribution, at least you can decide. You can say they snap it and they get it for an hour, or you know. So when you went for like, if you go onto the Spectacles website, they have a snap code for you to try them on, and that lasts for I think two hours. So you, you can decide as a as the vendor how long you want them to have access to it for. Okay, so, um, and so in in this particular use, um, people uh, or there was someone that was saying about. Um, you could use this as a view before you buy it kind of thing. So you would have snap codes next to the menu items and you'd scan them and then you could actually view it in real size on your screen uh, effectively. Um, And you could actually see how the food would look. Um, uh, And of course we we know it's um, food or pictures of food on a menu is notorious for looking bad. And of course, they can't fit a proper picture of food on every menu. So this actually allows us to see the food we're ordering before we've ordered it. Yeah. Having said that, I mean, to put a snap code next to every uh, thing could be a slight issue, but that's a workaroundable issue. I um, think the better way to do it would be to be able to have like a Snapchat version of a menu where like if you scanned one snap code and then you could scroll yeah through a menu snap items. library kind of thing mm-hmm. um and of course yeah there's there are ways around this uh it's a early idea that someone's came up with uh, and in this case um i'll actually send you the the article over um so that's the article i'm looking at at the moment um uh, they've actually um got a burger oh, i say the media ain't playing uh but so you could actually see a burger on a plate in front of you um and in someone's case they uh used it to have it up there in front of their imac um oh yeah I think, it, hang on let me let me play this to there you are let me just show this to the people oh it's got sound there you are so they can see this right now carry on 
Yeah, and I, I, of course, this this is an idea that could be uh, matured for definite. Um, it mm-hmm. is an idea that surely um, will have teething problems, uh, especially at the the newness. Um, however, it, it's a interesting use for for this. I mean, it is not something that anyone would automatically think of when you. Uh, say Snapchat now allows you to put in your own in own lenses into the system, um, but I am excited if if this are the kind of ideas bring people are thinking of uh, that you could bring out with this system, then uh, carry on, please. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's it's one of those things where you know the iPhone wasn't a big deal until they released the App Store and people could do things that Apple had never have thought of, right? I think now that. You know the AR kit, uh, the the AR the AR tech behind Snapchat is open and anyone can do anything. It means that we'll see things that Snapchat would never have thought of doing. Yeah, and, and this is one thing, of those um... things. And I hope that I I really hope this fuels people to create. You know, for me putting doing the Snappy Tech logo was a bit of fun, as far as I'm concerned. But I feel like there are actual genuine uses people will think of for this. And um, even if, like educate from an educational point of view, I think being able to put history like right in front of someone in the real world um, mm. would be really useful. Yeah, I think that's the thing when you make um, the ability to make add-ons or apps, however you want to call it for uh, for whatever system, that is a great step forward for a lot of platforms because no matter how big the company is. They can't do it all. Um, When a company like Apple, Amazon, Google, whatever, make a system, uh, yeah, they'll make a bunch of things for it, um, but they are very much tied by, are they going to make enough money to make it worth it um, or make enough money at all? Um, Is it going to actually... Is it going to be any good? Um, do Do we care if it's any good? Whereas when you give uh like coders the opportunity to just make it if it's even if it's just for themselves uh if they find a use case they're gonna then get uh going to make it and um it means you get all of these weird and wonderful app ideas that really kick off just because no one thought of it before because no one realized it was something they could come in that could come in useful but it just magically does yeah um it's it's a wonderful wonderful time or a wonderful story to to end for christmas yes and hopefully <laughs> someone will come up with like a christmas tree one i'm sure snapchat will do that what i will say is um as far as i'm aware it is actually snowing outside right now uh so we're two so although we're two hours away from actual christmas day it is expected to be snowing all day tomorrow so we are getting a proper snow-filled christmas over here which is great <laughs> There was the possibility of actually having snow today. Um, if like a, a couple of weeks ago, they did wonder whether we'd get snow today. They weren't sure though. Um, but I can tell you, unless something drastic happens, we are not getting a white Christmas here because this is currently ten degrees. Oh wow! So we, we're not even going to get a frosty Christmas. So yeah. yeah. It'll be a hot, sticky Christmas that you kind of wish you weren't a part of. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh man. On that note, I think that's where we should uh, call. It. Unless you want to talk about something else, I don't, I don't know. Like I have, I have one topic about how Apple Maps is so bad, and they no, decide into what makes Google Maps so much better. Um, I need to. But I feel like we've had, Yeah, I think like we made an, enough fun of Apple. Oh, actually, what I do want yeah. to discuss really, really quickly though, um, is Bitcoin. Uh, yes. No. I, bad. Yes. Yes. Good. Um, so a Bitcoin is currently worth. I want to know. I want to find out what it trades on Coinbase for right now. So on Coinbase, in the last week, it has dropped by twenty-seven percent. It has dropped by price by about four thousand pounds per Bitcoin. Uh, this has been due to the fact that Bitcoin Cash. Hasn't exactly had the, uh, the the best of weeks. It became available on Coinbase. However, there were leaked talks of insider trading. Interestingly, because of this whole sitch, um, Bitcoin Cash has gone up by about 50% in the last week between before it was released on Coinbase. It then went up by 100% and then it dropped by... Uh, about 50 from there so it, it, it's averaged out to plus 50 percent but it went through one hell of a peak and valley um, in the process bitcoin has just been dropping it's dropped about 30 percent um, people are using this as like the death knell of bitcoin they're like ah, oh, bitcoin is finally officially dead um, however although the drop of 50 percent is of 30 percent sorry is the single biggest drop by percentage <laughs> Sorry, by amount, it's not the biggest pipe percent. In fact, looking back at just October this year, it dropped by about, uh, what, what does this work out to? About 15%. That was just, you know, a few months ago. And Bitcoin you spoke does. about it at 1.20% drop. Yeah, so Bitcoin has this habit of like dropping and then spiking back up again. So, and it's yeah, actually, I'm... it's actually already doing that because it had dropped to about 30%. Um, and if you like look at the graph, like for the last month, for example, you can see where it's starting to pick back up again, ever so slightly. Well, the th uh, thing is, it hit. I think it was like 11k. Then it went back down to about 8,500. That's when we spoke about it. And people, uh, I think the p person that was on the show actually even said about uh, they reckon it will just keep hitting its peak at around 11ish, 12ish um, around there, it, and it, drop it, back. It, it peaked at 14 and a half. Yeah. Actually, it peaked at slightly more. I'm pretty sure it peaked at a bit more than that. I was reading something that said about 15. It was um, it, it was, um, it was 18 or like $19,000, I think. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Oh, like, okay. You're looking at pounds, are you? Yes, I'm looking at it in pounds. I'm looking at dollars. No, no. So, yeah, it peaked at like $1,900. Um, it's because my account's in pounds. Um, so, okay. the Bitcoin I own is in, you know, it's... My, my Coinbase account is in GPP. Oh, by the way, okay. I own some Bitcoin. I have, just as a heads up, just to be transparent, I'm invested in it. If you go buy Bitcoin, um, I'd appreciate it because the value would go up a bit. But um, I definitely think it's the kind of thing, where, uh, I don't know, we'll see. I expect it to bounce back come, you know, February next year. Um, I expect it to have been where it is at right now, at least. Um as always, though, it is a super volatile currency, and so if you do invest in this, don't invest anything that's like a life-changing amount of money, 
Put in a, put in an amount you expect you're able to lose. But yeah, the fact that Bitcoin has dropped 27% in the last week is not reassuring for a lot of people. However, I think we'll see it bounce back. We have no way of knowing until the future, obviously. Um, I've only put in enough money so that if it was to completely die, right, if it was to become a, a total net worth of zero, I'd be no worse off than I am now, right? Like, I, I can afford to lose that amount of money. Um, like, don't get me wrong, it would suck, but it wouldn't, mm. like, you know, it wouldn't have long-term financial implications, right? Mm. Yeah, but I, th I think, like, it's it has dropped before and it will drop again but frankly it's already went up to to uh, it's currently at uh, $13,600 to one bitcoin yeah. um which it is still is raising um it it will recover it will get back to a new high surely um and anyone that um thought the last 20% drop was uh, the death of Bitcoin um, or the sign of the death of Bitcoin and then cashed out uh, for that reason that they've been proved that that's wrong and it could just carry on with that. Uh, it, it may it may show us this is where it does have a quicker um, or the it doesn't get its chance to go back up between each drop but um, we'll, we'll see. Weeks we will uh, show, and I think it's also worth noting that, um, at least in part, that the people who are dropping this are the people who were more, uh, what's what I'm looking for, like skeptical about it, right? The people who, if you go on like the the Bitcoin subreddit, for example, a lot of them are pointing out, that, and you know, I think they're they they want it to succeed more than most, right? Obviously. But they're the people who are like, oh, we've been through this before. It happens all the time. Just hold it until it, you know, starts going back up again. And I, I think that's fair. I think it's um, the people who are scared, right, or dropped it as soon as they saw it start to go down. Whereas I can imagine um, once everyone who was terrified about it dropping... Uh, that it's now going back up again um, because the people who really believe in Bitcoin are sticking around. I think I think that, that will be the point it starts dying, the point when people who really believe in the ability of Bitcoin to maintain value starts dropping, right? Yeah, I, I, I think... Between, uh, between that and um, the people that have genuinely invested money into Bitcoin, which I think I think are one in the same kind of thing, um, it once they see or like start to think, okay, I think this is time to cash out. Once those people start thinking cash out time, that is when it's going to to drop and fail. Um, however. It's going to need a few more drastic drops um, to to do that. I think if it, if it does any more than 30, 35%, I think there's going to be a lot of uh, skepticism um, in it. Um, 
Yeah, it, it is slowly However, picking up, but yeah. we'll, I think we'll, it will be one of those things where we'll see. Yeah, Interestingly, I... there was a graph I showed my dad of um, Google intre- like Google interest in Bitcoin versus the value of Bitcoin, mm. and they map almost flawlessly. Like it is, cr- they are crazy close to each other. Where like Google interest goes up, the value of a Bitcoin goes up, and it, like almost perfectly. Um. Actually, um, one thing I do want to say though is um, the the problem is like with ca- with people suddenly panicking and cashing out after a drop, people aren't and most people aren't going to do that. They're gonna uh, they're gonna wait for it to recover at least a little bit so they can get just that bit more out. At which point, once it's recovering, they're probably regaining their um, their what should we call it? Um, They've got reassurance that it's not completely dead again. So it starts going up, starts going up, starts going up. And until the next time it drops, at which point they're like, okay, we, we know it's going to recover a bit. Let's wait till then to cash out again. At which point they, they suddenly have the uh, the faith um, in, this, in the thing again. So it is, I mean, as I say, it's going to take a while for people to, to realize that yes. maybe it's not going to last forever. Um, but I, 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 I certainly think that it can go a lot higher than it currently is. And when, it, when I say a lot, I don't necessarily mean like 10 times or something, but um, no, a few yeah. more and I, I, I think can go we'll quite see, easily go. It, it's, I think it's very much an adoption situation, right? If, if, if countries start adopting it a lot more, I think we'll see the, this... I think we'll see it go up. But I think that's what it's down to at this point. We'll, we'll see. Mm. Yeah, certainly. <sighs> you had right. to go and ruin my nice, happy ending for Christmas. Yes, I with did. the horribleness of Bitcoin. And we've spoken about it so much. I, just, I can't be arsed with it anymore. Just... I'm sorry. I had to. I, I felt like we had to talk Bitcoin. It's, it's such a big deal right now. Um, but like even like people I know who don't usually talk about technology are talking about Bitcoin. And they and, and you know more it. and more people are taking an interest in it, so I felt like it was worth talking about. However, it was this is down to us to uh, make sure the ignorance didn't continue. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, however, I will now let you go because I know I I am an hour and a half away from Christmas. Uh, you're roughly five and a half hours away from Christmas, so I'll let you disappear. So, Paul, where is the best place for people to find you? So, if people for some reason want to listen to me, me talk um, to, to 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 contact me and be more invested in my life, because of course I'm wonderful, um, then you should go to smpy.tech/paul. Um, um, it's been so long since I've said that that I'm really confused uh, that, that, yeah. that was right. Um, yeah, smpy.tech/paul. And then there's a button on there you can press and it takes you straight to my Twitter where I am active. So if you want to speak to me, then feel free. Um, and yeah, that's all cool. You can also go to smpy.tech slash podcast for the audio version of a show or slash iTunes if you're on an Apple device. You can go to slash live to join us live. We won't be live next week as we will have a best bits, which will go live roughly around 8 p.m. Uh, British time. So Two weeks you... not live. What is this shit? I know, crazy, right? 
So make sure you keep an eye out on that. But best bits, it's I'm it's almost I've almost finished editing it. I think it's a really good couple of hours worth of listening. I might I might actually watch there, it. There, there were some genuinely hilarious moments over the last twenty four yeah. episodes. So I highly suggest you give it a listen. I'm gonna go before I go. I can sense another like sneezing fit about to appear. So I'm gonna go now. Thank you so much for joining us for what was a fantastic year of the Snappy Tech Podcast. After twenty five. Panda, episodes, did you enjoy it? I don't think you did. He said yeah. Twenty five episodes. He, he, it did make him hang himself, so Yeah, it was a bit bit much. Bit much. However, twenty five episodes, twenty six out of next year, which would be six months worth of a Snappy Tech podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you next year. That is crazy. Bye.